Eating healthy, living healthy, being healthy. This is the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast. A podcast focused on holistic wellness and teaching you about incorporating the keto diet and lifestyle changes to achieve an energetic balance. Teaching you how to live now so you don't struggle to live later. And now, your host, Jessica Ankaya. on your keto diet or other dietary plan that you have? Are you looking for a good way to break this stall on the scale? If so, turn to intermittent fasting to not only help with weight loss, but to supercharge your health. Sometimes when it comes to fasting, the word in itself can seem very scary. I think a lot of us think of restricting food as being somewhat repulsive. However, one thing that you must realize is that we are not designed to eat three meals a day. In fact, going for a prolonged period without food is actually advantageous and can boost your brain power because of the ketosis. Think about Paleolithic times. Do you think that they ate three meals a day? No. During the day, they hunted and gathered their food to have a large feast by the fire at night. I know that we're not in the era of the saber-toothed tiger or woolly mammoth, but maybe we should base our life on how they lived. It's not always important to have this overabundance of food. Really, it's counterintuitive. We, as a species, are meant for times of famine. In fact, when we go for prolonged periods of time, our body gets into fat burning mode or ketosis. So what does ketosis do for your brain? It boosts your mental power. When you are in ketosis, you can think clearer, you have more energy. It's really meant for our lifestyle. Have you ever thought about the word breakfast? Think about it. There are two words in that word, break and fast. When you eat breakfast, you are essentially breaking your fast. The conventional world will always say, eat breakfast, it's the most important meal of the day. Sure, you can decide to eat breakfast, but if you wanted to skip breakfast, then that's fine too. Actually, if you skip breakfast, you will prolong your fast that you have taken at night. And you may find that you are more productive and you feel better and you have more pep. I'm not sure if you've ever tried doing this, but I've tried it myself. I've done anywhere from 13 hour to 20 hour fast during the day. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll stop eating by, let's say 6 p.m. at night, and then I will not eat until 10 o'clock the next day. What that does is it gives me a good 16 hour fast. So during that time frame, after I wake up in the morning, I have more energy to get some things that I want done during the day. Of course, you don't have to do your fast like this. There are several different methods to fast in which I'm going to go over in the next section. The thing is, is when you fast, you want to choose the fast that is right for you. Okay, so you can choose to eat within a time-restricted window or even a 24-hour fast. And you can choose to do this on a daily basis. It is entirely up to you. And when it comes to fasting, there is no one-size-fits-all. 
I've even taken on a three-day fast before and found that it was absolutely rejuvenating. An important thing to remember when you fast is always to clear it with your healthcare provider first, especially if you're taking on a fast for more than a day. And I'll explain why here in a little bit. Let me first talk about the eating within a window of time or the 16-8 method. I kind of mentioned a little bit about this just a little bit ago when I was talking about sometimes I will stop eating by 6 p.m. at night and not eat till 10 a.m. in the morning. That is an example of the 16-8 method. When I do that, what I am doing is fasting for 16 hours. And then after the 16 hours, I go from 10 to 6, okay, which is, if you calculate it, about 8 hours and have that as my window of eating. And then I start the fast again. So if you do it like that, that's essentially doing the 16-8 method. Now, you don't have to do it like that. You can choose a different interval if you want to. You could even choose a shorter interval. In fact, I recommend to most of my patients to start off very small when it comes to fasting and then gradually increase your intervals every week. For example, maybe you want to start fasting by like 12 hours. Do it like a 12-hour window of fasting. So if you did it like this, what you would do is stop eating by 7 p.m. at night and then you would eat breakfast by 7 a.m., okay? So you could do that for a week or two till you feel comfortable, and then you can gradually increase it to a longer interval. So maybe after a week or two, you increase it to 13 hours, which means you would stop eating by 7 p.m. at night, and then you would not start eating again till 8 a.m. in the morning. I mean, it, it's up to you. It's up to you. You have to pick what works for you. Um, I will say this, the longer you fast, the more fat is burned. So I think that working your way up to a 16-hour fast is ideal. A 20-hour fast is great if you can do that. It just depends on what you can adapt to. The next fast I'm going to kind of go over real quick is a 24-hour fast. This is just as it sounds. You, you, you just don't eat for 24 hours at a time. Essentially, one day you could have an eating interval from about 5 to 6 p.m. And then you wouldn't eat till 6 o'clock, 5 or 6 o'clock the next day. That's basically 24 hours. This is a very difficult method. And the thing is, is I wouldn't do this until you have conquered at least a 20-hour fast. Okay, you kind of have to work yourself up to this. One of the biggest challenges with a 24-hour fast is hunger pangs which at first they're pretty severe, but after a while, once you're fat adapted and you're used to fasting, you kind of get used to it and you learn how to deal with it during the day. I mean, you know, some people drink water or they'll drink bone broth to help with the hunger pangs. I mean, you just do whatever you think you can. I will say that if you're following a high fat, low carb diet, that will definitely make your 24 hour fast easier because what that does is it tends to normalize your hunger hormones and provide you improved satiety for a more extended period of time. If you are already on a keto based diet and you want to take on a 24 hour fast, you can start off by doing 16 to 20 hour fast first and then slowly again taking on, you know, working your way up to that. The next fast that I like that I want to go over 
is the 5-2 fast. And this one is very similar to the 24-hour fast, except you're only fasting for about two days a week. And on those days, you're restricting your caloric intake to under 500 calories. So on the other days, you would normally eat your ketogenic diet or whatever diet plan you're on. And the other days, you would restrict your calories to 500 or less. Now, the two days that you are fasting where you're doing 500 calories or less, I would make sure your carbs are still kept very low. I really like this fast and I have found that I have done it on days where I thought, hey, today I'm not going to eat at all today. I'm just going to take on a full day fast. Well, those days I end up actually changing it to a 5-2 fast because it's so hard for me to go for, you know, a whole day without eating. So in this case, what I do on those days is I'll just eat maybe an avocado or chicken or fish or, or whatnot. And it seems to help. And I find that I still get that quality fast because I'm still in a deep ketosis from going so long without eating and eating so little carbs and little calories. The next one I'm going to talk about is water fasts for longer than a day. And this one is just like it sounds. Drinking only water for a couple days or longer. Or you can choose to modify it by drinking coffee, tea, or bone broth. You know, if you don't think you can just do water. Um, back in March of this year, I did a three-day fast. And it was not a water fast because that's very difficult for me. But I did only consume coffee, tea, and bone broth. And I found that those kind of helped my hunger pangs a little bit. Even though I got pretty hungry by the second or third day. And that's when I ended up breaking it. I had originally, my goal was to do a five-day fast. But I broke it at three days because I was so hungry. <laughs> or when I consumed the coffee and tea, I did not put anything in it. And, and then I only consumed bone broth found that this fast really made me feel good and the mental clarity was magnificent. I mean, I remembered things that I haven't remembered in a long time, even though I did experience that, but I did have some detox symptoms such as chills and like a malaise kind of feeling on the second day. So I really made sure I upped my water intake to help get rid of this. During that time, I wish I had my sauna. Right now I have a sauna and a sauna is perfect for helping detox when you're fasting, which I'm going to go through here in a minute. But I wish I had my sauna back then in March, which I have one now. So I guess I could take on another long fast. I'm just trying to work my way up to it. And yeah, as you know, it's very hard during the holidays. <laughs> so yes, let me now go into detox a little bit more. Before I talk about the, the benefits of intermittent fasting, I really want to brief you on this. You can get detox symptoms when you fast or when you're following a strict keto diet and you have really low carb intake. Or the other name, as you may know, is the keto flu. So the detox happens because your body is essentially eliminating fat cells. And when you eliminate fat cells, waste is also released. That is why mainly it's extremely important to detox when you are taking on these longer fasts. One of the best ways to detox is through a sauna. So you can detox in other ways such as activated charcoal or drinking tons of water or even helping bone broth with, with the symptoms that you may feel from detoxification. However, the sauna is just going to be prime when it comes to detoxing. A lot of my patients are very concerned because they think, well, a sauna is so expensive. Well, yes, it can be pricey, 
But what you've got to remember is you're paying a price up front to avoid long-term medical costs and bills, right? A sauna will run you anywhere from around 3000 to as high as like 10000 Now, you don't have to get the 10000 deluxe sauna edition. I would recommend just getting a very small one, maybe a $3,000 one, $4,000 one. If you can't afford all that at one time, you could finance. Sauna Space is a very good company that allows financing of saunas. If you want to learn more about saunas, go to my article. I have one on my blog. It's called Seven Ways Sauna Therapy Will Heal Your Body. And in there, I, I kind of talk about some other ways besides detox where a sauna is very good. When you go there, you can look for the link sauna space and you could choose to purchase one if you'd like. And that's up to you. But like I said, I highly recommend it. One thing I did not mention about a water fast and I'm going to mention now since we're under the topic of detox and with the water fast, you're detoxing big time, is that if you're taking on a water fast and a, or a fast that's for a prolonged period of a couple days and you have a lot of health issues, it should always be done under the supervision of a healthcare provider. And the reason for this is because your body is detoxing very fast and it can cause symptoms such as heart palpitations and it'll it's some unpleasant things like headaches or diarrhea. And and again, I don't recommend that type of fasting unless you are absolutely adapted to regular intermittent fasting for a protracted period of time. Another thing I like to do when I fast is I like to read about fasting. I feel like it really helps in terms of compliance. If you're wanting a really good savvy resource on fasting, please purchase Dr. Jason Funk's Complete Guide to Fasting as it has all the different types of fasting in it. He goes over the, the dynamics of fasting and the benefits, and it's just a very nice read. And I've referred to this book time after time when I take on a fast. In this publication, he also talks about how he has helped patients heal their type 2 diabetes for taking on fast for two weeks or longer. It's, it's amazing. You'd be surprised that when you do a fast like that and people don't realize that usually after a few days, your hunger dissipates. Um, so that usually makes the fast a lot easier. All right, so now we're ready to dive into the juicy benefits of intermittent fasting. Like I said, I remember when I first heard about fasting, I thought, man, that's crazy to skip a meal. I mean, who wants to do that? But once I learned about the benefits, I became very motivated to take on fasting. So once I started to incorporate it, I was just so happy that I did. The first benefit is something very obvious, but it's still worth talking about, and it's weight loss. There are people that I know who have lost weight with intermittent fasting by just eating whatever they wanted once a day. Yes, that's true. However, these people still did limit their portion sizes and they watched their caloric intake. So just because you can eat a hamburger with French fries, you're still gonna have to limit probably the amount of French fries you consume with that uh, if that's all you wanna eat in that day because you still don't wanna consume an excess amount of calories. However, you probably could get away with doing a full plate of french fries and a hamburger and bun and all that. I mean, as long as you keep it under like say 2000 calories. Now, even though you can eat that, I don't recommend it because 
a lot of times people find that they have a hard time just stopping with the one hamburger and french fries. It's like, okay, I want more food because there's so many carbohydrates and you're not really putting yourself in a fat burning mode because there's so many carbohydrates. And not only that, I mean, think about the nutritional value. I mean, if you're just going to eat that and that's it, what kind of nutritional value are you giving your body? So no, I don't recommend that you go extreme and do that and eat or eat other things once a day, like donuts, cookies, cake, or any other junk food like that. Now, there's people who have gotten away with it, but it's just not worth it. If you don't want to do keto, you should still follow some sort of diet regimen, at least a paleo-based diet, or if you're a vegetarian, maybe that kind of diet, just so you could still get yourself into at least a mild ketosis in between meals. Um, if, you, if you're consuming a lot of carbs at once at one meal, it's going to be hard to get into ketosis and you just might not get those benefits that you're looking for with fasting if you're going to be eating like that. And also you want to think about this. You want to give your mitochondria the fuel that it needs. Your mitochondria thrives on different foods that are like, like avocados or salmon or chicken or broccoli, you know, stuff that's revitalizing and gives it the fuel that it needs. If, if you're throwing your body a bunch of junk food in between the fast, then you're just undoing all that you just did with the fast. So it's very important to really make your meals count. So how does intermittent fasting help with weight loss? Well, it helps in two ways. Number one, it decreases your insulin sensitivity, which in turn will help you prevent weight gain and reduce your risk of diabetes. And the second way is it decreases your insulin levels, which can cue your body to start burning fat instead of glucose. Intermittent fasting is very similar to the keto diet. Imagine how much insulin is used if you did both keto and intermittent fasting. I mean, that just, your body will turn into a powerhouse. One question that always seems to come up about intermittent fasting is this. If I skip meals, doesn't that slow down my metabolism? Let me tell you, that is such an old school and conventional question. Believe it or not, it turns out that fasting increases your metabolism. When you fast, your body is getting energy from burning fat rather than burning food. Also, adrenaline is used to release stored glycogen and to facilitate fat burning, even if your blood sugar is high. And so those increased adrenaline levels from the fast will invigorate you and stimulate your metabolism. So tell your mother or your best friend or whomever, coworker, that they are wrong and that fasting does not slow down your metabolism and that they need to do more research on fasting and weight loss. Another benefit I like is fasting will improve your energy and your mood. If you're one of those that has periods of feeling low on energy or you find that you snap at your husband, then yes, you know, we've all been there. If this is you, then consider taking on intermittent fasting. Every day we take on all these hats and we have so many responsibilities and there's so much increased societal pressure to do just so much. The good news is that fasting is your friend and it will help your mitochondria, which will in turn give you more steps to your stride to deal with everything. 
So how does intermittent fasting help improve your energy and moods? Well, it does this by mitochondria regeneration. So think about it like this, out with the old and with the new. Improved energy also has a lot to do with the adrenaline that is released from the stored glycogen. You are essentially getting energy from burning fat rather than from food. It helps with your moods because you're burning ketones and that is the preferred energy for your brain. So when you're giving your brain its preferred fuel, then it will put you in a better mood. Another thing that I really love about fasting is improved mental clarity. If you're looking to improve your memory or your concentration, or maybe sometimes you're foggy, then try intermittent fasting, okay? It boils down to this. When you eat, your body has to focus on the digestive process, which can be very complex. But when you fast, your body doesn't have to think about the digestion. Your body is now focusing on producing ketones from burning fat, and it is fueling your brain. According to Sayer G, whom I've read recently an article from, dietary restriction will increase the number of newly generated neural cells in the adult brain. In other words, it may increase your brain's capacity to self-repair itself. Let me tell you this, if I know that I need to have a lot of mental power to do something like take care of patients at work, I will take on a fast. In fact, the days that I do work, I eat very little. I mean, I'll either fast or I'll do a partial fast. So in the morning, what I do is I wake up, I make a keto coffee, I put coffee and I put it in the blender with a little bit of uh, coconut butter and stevia, which is like a total of, I don't know, two net carbs. And so I drank that and I go to work and I work throughout the day, maybe around lunch, I'll have a little avocado or something like that. And by just eating like that, and oh, also I make sure to drink plenty of water because that helps to ward off the hunger. By doing all of this, I really feel like it helps me to maintain my focus and it helps to give me energy throughout the day believe it or not. And it's something that I know that not all of us can jump to because I know a lot of us tend to associate food with energy. So it's kind of the reverse thinking. <laughs> Think of food will give you less energy. So it, it takes it takes time to adapt to that, but you'll get there. The last benefit that I'm going to mention today, and of course there's a lot more benefits than just five benefits, but you can do your research on the internet or books or whatever. But the last benefit I'm going to talk about is how fasting can help with skin elasticity and decrease aging. There are actual mechanisms in which fasting may not only decrease the way you look, but it'll lengthen your life and just slows down the aging process. Okay, it does this by autophagy upregulation, which means it's going to get rid of the bad cells and it improves your stress resistance and improves your mitochondrial efficiency. These are among some of the cellular functions that are needed to hold off on accelerated aging, such as when we take in a lot of excess calories or say we have a chronic high blood sugar. I mean, all that stuff ages us. One study found that mice on fasting protocols lived around 83% longer than their normal eating rodent friends. So that's quite a bit longer. That's, that was pretty good. In humans, there was a 2008 Ramadan study that found that fasting protected body 
lipids from oxidative stress. So basically protected them from any outside stress influences from aging their body. In layman's terms, intermittent fasting encourages your body to destroy damaged cells it no longer needs, which in turn makes you less vulnerable to the stress of your environment. That in turn will help to regenerate your skin cells. So that means that you're going to have clearer skin. You're going to have less wrinkles. It's, it's just all around a great thing. Anyways, that basically concludes our episode for today. I mean, fasting has so many benefits. It's hard to cover all of them in a podcast. Um, I, I do suggest that you do your own research. You can discover more of them for yourself. The more you understand the multifaceted benefits of taking on fasting, the more apt you will want to do it in the long run. Again, as I mentioned before, I find that when I read about the benefits of fasting, it tends to help me be more compliant with doing a fast. I think reiteration of why you're doing something is always good, and it just reaffirms why you're doing what you do. I think that that is always good to do, when, especially when you're fasting. So that wraps it up for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this. Please sign up for my email list to get more updates. And soon I hope to have live interviews from keto experts to come your way to give you more information to make you feel fabulous. Thanks. This has been the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya. Follow the Holistic Keto Goddess on social media like Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions about today's show or how you can live a healthier life, visit HolisticKetoGoddess.com and go more in-depth with blogs and healthy living resources. Like, share, subscribe, and listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya.